0: Welcome to episode 740 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, September 18th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, <laughs> and I'm joined by Justin Mason. You hear that laugh in the background? I'm messing up. We're not restarting. We're doing it. No, Justin, no. what's going on, man?
1: We we never restart. I don't know that.
0: You know, I, I had a mistake yesterday. I did a solo, and on Friday we did out of order pods um, where I did one by myself, and I did one with with Nick, and we put them up out of order. But then yesterday when I went to go look at the podcast page to see which one I was on, the 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 737 was on top, so I said 738 for the for the intro of yesterday's 739 episode. So I'm just all over the map. It, it's I know. I know. And I I, I couldn't restart cuz I didn't realize it until I was editing and I wasn't going to fix it at that point. It's not the it's not that big of a deal. But it's great to talk with you, man. I want to I want to jump out front and say Bro, you're late season DFSing. Yeah, are, are you like paying for your college like? You've been on one.
1: For for those who've been listening all year, uh, if you've heard the plight of my season long teams, you know that yeah. I'm not turning a profit there. Uh, but if you include my DFS winnings, uh, I am more than covering things like my main event buy in uh, and and all that. I I'm I'm doing very very well, uh, which in kind of inspiring me to play a little bit more often than I have been. And it's hard considering my schedule. Uh, but this is how they suck you in, right? Of course. <laughs> of you know? course. You get a few
0: dubs and you feel great. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's
1: been a nice little run. Second time winning the, uh, the sleeper in the bus DFS contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the last couple times I have, I've put my lineups into some, you know, bigger GPPs. So, uh, won a few hundred bucks last night off of like twenty five dollars worth of uh, buy in. So it, it's been a, a you know n- no big. Like a, I'm no Vlad Sedler over here. Win sure 50 sure grand, dropping you know. 50
0: g's on football week one. Mm-hmm. Hats off to him on that. That's excellent. Uh-oh. But uh, no, dude, it that adds up. And you know you've been pro- like you said you've been profitable there. Cover your main event. It makes that sting a lot less, right? It's all it's yeah. all the same pool that you're looking at as far as your fantasy, and you know, knowing that, hey, I had a tough draft here, I never really got out of the hole, but I was able to still have smart baseball knowledge that worked throughout the year. That that's a that's a positive. Yeah. Um, you know, my main event was a disaster as well, but I'm third in my uh, Memorial Day second chance with an, an outside shot to uh, to maybe even steal it.
1: That'd be nice. My um, my main event second chance uh, has been dominated by uh, one of my fellow writers at Friends of Fantasy Benefits, uh, Colin Weatherwax. He oh, nice. He's just been uh, cruising in that one. He's going to have like six main event buy-ins because he keeps winning these little like DFS things. That's uh, incredible. That they do over at Fanball. So, uh, uh, you know, it's like a 50-person tourney and the top one wins a main event buy-in for the next season. And so,
0: That is... That's stuff I used to do on uh, in poker mm-hmm. and that's how I'd get into bigger tournaments would, would be to like you know either like top three or win you know a smaller one like you're saying 50 person and get in some of the bigger stuff ah the good old days of poker stars anyway we're talking some different things today we got a little bit of news to go over and then we're gonna talk about where the speed went in uh, in the mocks that are really all wrapping up I finished mine today with the last pick uh, I took Matt Manning I was the uh, I was the final pick there from the tigers yeah i felt pretty good about that i doubt that he's gonna regular well we'll see we'll see because he's gonna come up and i think at some point in 2020 uh, i think he'll be one of those reserve picks but if for something like an nfbc it's like how long do you want to hold the prospect who is, might be like a summer call-up but i went ahead and took him there just to get him get on the Kyle board.
1: Tuckered and exactly you know exactly a long time to wait
0: plus he has you know the tigers support anyway which isn't which isn't great. So, um, but yeah, a lot of those drafts are wrapping up. Smada putting together his excellent work on everything with the uh, with the ADP data. I imagine by the weekend that all of them will be done. Very close. Yeah, got to
1: be getting pretty close. I know that uh, ours was one of the ones well, I'm in. Mine is was in the second
0: reserve. round, right? My, mine was like the second round of starting them.
1: Y- yours was the last round of starting. My oh, okay. Well, we, so we, we uh, you guys, you guys rocked it. Uh, some of them have moved a little bit slower than others, so uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping all mine because I I am doing three of them, so and it's not super easy at this point when you're trying not no. to make the same picks in different yeah in different mocks. So yeah,
0: you don't want to just keep uh, keep doing the same thing. There, you want to see different paths how they work out. You and I have talked about how sometimes we leave guys on the board to see where they're going to go knowing that hey okay we would have taken him here at 150 oh and he goes 170 okay maybe i need to bring that down a little bit something like that Uh, but let's let's dive in a little bit of the uh, the news from yesterday had some guys returning we're losing a lot of guys but we're getting some back blake snell was very sharp in his return nice little two no hit innings with four strikeouts we knew it was going to be a shorty they essentially made it a bullpen day peter fairbanks the guy they got for Mm nick Select. So. That deal is not looking good as far as just, like, raw results for the Rays right now because Solak's looking really sharp, and Peter Fairbanks blew that game. But Snell looked excellent, and that's very encouraging for them. Um, I'm starting Snell if he gets a start. Like, I didn't start him this week knowing that it would be, like, probably two innings, although I kind of I kind of could have taken that, you know, two, two innings with four strikeouts. It's not terrible. It kind of depends but, uh, on
1: what you're doing right now if you're trying yeah. to... Load up on strikeouts and wins, then you probably don't want to start Snell in that start. But if you're just trying to kind of bump up your ratios, uh, that, that was a nice little bump.
0: He will get a two-start week next week. And I imagine the first against Boston might be tight again, or maybe he can squeeze four, or five or four lucky. Oh,
1: who and then knows? maybe turn. I mean, Boston's missing Mookie. J.D. Martinez leaves with an injury last night. Like Boston's lineup isn't as strong as it was a month ago.
0: They played that crazy game against your Giants. I, Very cool to see Yaz going the, yard.
1: The Giants do not want me to shave. I, I, <laughs> I had, as a as of this Friday, I'll have been growing my uh, playoff beard for sixty nine straight days.
0: Because nice. Because they're not t- mathematically eliminated. Is that why? Yeah,
1: no, they're they're nine games back now. With eleven to play,
0: you're adorable. It's, it's... You're adorable thinking that that's a thing. But uh, yeah, big win, fifteen inning win there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. You know what he could do against uh, against Boston and then uh, Toronto. So two starts, even if they were both three to four innings, I think it's like maybe one super start there for Snell. So I am going to start him next week in the leagues where I have him. Uh, Luis Severino even sharper in his return. Oh, he, uh, he good. threw. Yeah. He threw four shutout uh, innings, two hits, two walks, four strikeouts. He too, I think, will set up for a two start. Most Tuesday guys do. Let me go to their board real quick. And oh no, they only have five games next week, so they could two, three, four, five. They could, but they're they're doubtful to do that um, because it's it's actually the Tuesday through Sunday. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that they're going to. It's just going to be Severino, Sabathia, Hap, Tanaka, Paxton. Um, but that's I, gonna, I'm starting. They're
1: going to. They're going to start stretching him out a little bit more. I would assume, considering they want to get him, to get him get ready back. for the playoffs.
0: Yep. I think he can get six innings. You know, with relative ease, to be mm-hmm. honest. So, um, all right. That that's gonna that's gonna be interesting there. As far as, uh, as far as what we got with Severino, get him back in your lineups. Hopefully people got him in their lineup already for this week because it was always looking like he was going to go longer than Snell. And but uh,
1: league players, check, just double check.
0: Just make sure. Yeah, always just, make sure at this point yeah. in the year. A lot of wild stuff going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, you know what, I'm going to bump one thing up to the top, keep the last bit of happy news, and then we'll go to all the sad news. Kevin Biggio with a cycle. Now, that in itself. Who really cares? But I really wanted to use it as a springboard to talk about Kevin Biggio and how you feel about him next year. Because he's somebody I'm pretty intrigued by. An ADP of 229 in the mocks. He's officially gone in all six of them. And he kept a pretty tight range from 203 to 285. Um, and even that 285 was an outlier. If you if you took that one off, it'd be two, 203 to 238. And that'd be a really tight range uh, there. And Kevin Biggio, I. I think he could be an interesting power speed guy, and yes, the batting average is likely to be a deficiency unless he makes some changes there. But I, you just don't find 2020 lying around. And uh, I did a five pick, five post 200 picks. I love for 2020, and I included Biggio because, despite the strikeout rate, which will likely hamper the uh, the batting average. Give me that power speed where I can get it, particularly after pick two hundred. What do you What do you think about uh, about Biggio? He's he's probably the eldest and least acclaimed least acclaimed of their lineage players, but I was impressed by what what he did this year.
1: I definitely need to kind of dig in deeper into Biggio because he's kind of a guy that I wasn't necessarily uh, paying a ton of attention to down the stretch, but. At- when you start kind of looking a little bit into the numbers, I kind of wonder why he strikes out so much.
0: Especially, yeah, when you look like he, what he did this year in the minors,
1: he makes uh, good contact. Yes,
0: sixteen percent strikeout rate, twenty percent walk rate in the minors. Then comes up and goes twenty-eight percent on the strikeout rate, seventeen percent walk. You still love that walk rate. You wonder if maybe he's getting into so many deep counts that he can't dig himself out. Bigio does not have an egregious swinging strike rate. um, he has not even close to an egregious o swing it It's an amazing o swing. It's sixteen percent. I wonder if there's a bit of passivity yeah that he's I that think... he again he's he's winding up in deep counts, which results in yeah. some walks, but then is resulting in too many strikeouts. Maybe he's letting his pitch go too early in counts.
1: I think that's exactly what it is. I think he and I mean, you're seeing him, you know, draw, you know, seventy percent walk rate, uh, right now, which is, which is great, uh, especially if you're on base percentage leagues because his three sixty one OBP is not a deficiency at all. Mm-hmm. Uh but if you're playing in average leagues you see that two hundred thirty average and and that really scares you off. I think he needs to become a little bit more aggressive and only thirty five percent swing percentage. Yeah. So he's
0: definitely up there looking at stuff, seeing what's up. Mm -hmm. By the way, Biggio also chipped in two steals. I mean, that's an amazing day. If you are in like a points league coming down the stretch, that was just a brilliant day. But even if you're in a roto, four for five. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Uh, Every hit type, uh, two steals, four ribbies, three runs. Insane. So he has 14 homers, 13 steals. He's done that in just 380 plate appearances. I like Mm -hmm. him. Uh, and I think Kevin Biggio is someone who's going to be on, on my teams. And even if he kind of raises it, raises his ADP from where we're seeing it here at 229, I still think the highest it's really going to creep to would be like the one eighty one ninety 190 range. I, oh, I, think, I don't yeah, know that I there's...
1: would be fine with that.
0: Exactly. I, I don't know that there's a, a path to him being overhyped to like pick 140 or anything like that for Kevin Biggio. So you just never um, know I'm going to have I mean, shares.
1: You're You're already seeing some people starting to pump him as a... As a sleeper for next year, I I don't think he's gonna get Garrett Hampson. God, but uh, I definitely think there's a chance it could raise higher than like that 180 mark. Uh, So I'll be interested to see, though. I mean, I think he's definitely a guy that is probably a 2020 guy if uh, if he can. uh, stay healthy, which you know there's no reason to think he can't. So, and and that lineup is man, that lineup is going to be it's improving. Nice, nice yeah, season. it's especially and him batting in front of uh, uh, Vlad and was Bichette leading off right now. It was so?
0: yeah, it was oh. Bichette, Biggio, Guriel Jr., Vlad Jr., Gritchuk. That's a nice little top five there. Mm-hmm. Grichuk's not great, but well, against the Yankees, he'll he'll crush them, um, and then. <laughs> You know, We'll see what they do at first base. Smoke's a free agent. Will that be Rowdy Tellez? Um, We'll see how they maneuver the rest of their outfield. But it's going to be a streaky uh, lineup because they're young. But I think it's it's a, a dynamic one. And I'm kind of intrigued by that as well. You mentioned Hampson. Was he one of the absolute biggest busts this year? Mm. For, for getting injury. Because the injury busts are yeah. always the biggest ones. Because there's somebody that was taken in the early rounds, but just in terms of performance only.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's got to be up there. I mean, and he d- his price wasn't – it wasn't awful. So it's not like I – think, I think the But hype, he did nothing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't want to put that all on him. The Rockies, man, they just screwed around with him. If oh, he, for sure. I mean, That's their move. Even if you kind of like, you know, just kind of pushed his – playing time into full-time, you know, opportunity. Yeah. The average and on base percentage would not be good, but we'd be talking about a guy with what, like 10 home runs in 30 stolen bases.
0: Yeah. If it, if we could have gotten something like that, that would obviously
1: have you know, been better. So it just, unfortunately, not only did he spend a lot of time in A, he spent even worse. He spent a lot of time just riding the bench in Colorado. Yeah, even when
0: even when was up, he was not playing. So,
1: uh, I think you know. I think he's got a chance for some post hypeness So,
0: I mean, he should be free-ish.
1: Exactly, and so let's uh, see where
0: he's going. Two seventy, you back in?
1: Yeah, at two seventy. Yeah, I'll take a flyer. Why not? I mean, what's the harm? We've we've seen the upside, and he went as
0: high as two hundred.
1: In the month of September so far, he is hitting three sixty six, four twenty two, five thirty seven with a home run and three stolen bases. And playing almost every day.
0: You leave me alone, Garrett Hampson.
1: <laughs> gonna bring us back in, baby.
0: God, they'll find some stupid reason not to play him though. Well, I mean, that at least now so
1: he's playing a lot of center field. Yeah. So, I mean, he's gonna uh I think they're just they're gonna use him in like a, maybe like a Scott Kingery type way.
0: Move him around. I, I'm fine with that. You know, let him play a number of. Speaking of, different of
1: another, I mean, he'll have second base and outfield eligibility heading into next season. Uh, shortstop, if you play in Yahoo leagues. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's gonna have multi position eligibility. He's got a ton of speed. Uh, I, I I mean, I think he's definitely a guy who. I think people are gonna feel burned, and you're not, and they're not gonna roster them in in a lot of leagues, and you'll get them in the last few rounds of your drafts.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a price for Hampson that I, that I'll pay, and it, that's this ADP, I mean, that 200 is doing a lot of work on the 270 mark because you look at the other ones, it's 319, 255, 319, 267, 261. By the way, those 319s weren't auto, and I just think that that's funny when a player that late. Like it, when when somebody goes seven in multiple drafts, you're like, okay, whatever. But three nineteen on the button in two different leagues for Hampson, that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think listen, the speed is just it's so difficult. We're actually going to get into that here in a bit about where speed was going uh, in in these mocks. But yeah, I could see, I could see buying back in on on Garrett Hampson. Let's talk about some pitchers that are done for the year. Chris Paddock, they, they finally shut him down. They basically made it to the finish line, though. The talk about Paddock was, you know, there's no way you're not going to have him in September. And it's just not going to, you know, be careful with this guy. He's going to get 100 innings. They did manage him. And I think they managed him pretty well. You know, you got to this point, you'd really only have, what, two starts left anyway. They had the, uh, the, the drop down to the minors for the for the period of time and i don't know this they they kind of did it they kind of did it the right way now you and i were talking a little bit about this before uh we got on here if you if you do a little parsing here it looks like he was horrendous for a major portion of the season so his first seven starts 155 era absolutely incredible then starting with a, a shellacking at the dodgers there's a 15 start run where he had a 505 era and you're like Wow, dude, he was awful for the summer. However, I think it's worth noting that a lot of that bad work was August, a four-start run at the Dodgers, home to Colorado, at Philly against Boston. He had a 10.06 ERA in those. In the other 11 starts of that run, it was a 362 ERA with 58 strikeouts and 59 and two-thirds for Paddock. Not too bad. You made a good point, though, about those four August starts and what they might have done for these last four sure you would have started him at san francisco but then he had at arizona cubs and at milwaukee in september do you think people skipped any of those
1: i'm sure they did
0: god that'd be tough those were all mega gems
1: yeah i I, i'm sure especially that arizona start and maybe even the chicago start uh people people (laughs) skipped out on that but i i mean i don't know how you if you if you got that work then you're not feeling as bad uh no about the you know the outcome uh i mean you shouldn't feel bad about the outcome anyways it just uh i think people oh no th- paddock was a win mm-hmm. yeah i you know, I, mean, 100... I think he you know he what, 140 innings and in, uh 333 era
0: a sub one whip 0.98 with 153 strikeouts let me see where he's going for next. I got to imagine it's pretty high. Yeah, 82, with a high of 65. In fact, only one where he where he went uh, after pick 88, and that was a 106. Whoever got that, I think that's a boon to get him at 106. That's incredible. Do not do not get used to that. I don't think that's going to happen with any regularity. I think Chris Paddock is definitely going to be a top 85 guy. And and probably move up as the offseason.
1: Interesting spot of pitchers that he's around too. Bauer, uh, Paxton and Berrios.
0: Yep. And so, then Kluber after Kluber, him.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and then Glasnow too. So Who,
0: Who's your favorite of that group? Assuming a, a very similar cost.
1: Depending on how Glasnow finishes out, I think now might be no you know what, I'm gonna go Bauer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to go back to the well on I can't Bauer. do it. I know. I'm so out. I know. so out. But Bauer I'm, did I'm gonna... that. And then Bauer did exactly what I thought, you know, what I said he could do earlier in the year when people were like, oh, Bauer's a top five pitcher. I'm like, he's a tinker. He's going to mm-hmm. tinker. And when he tinkers, things are going to go wrong. Um, But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was
0: literally my concern with him coming into the year was –
1: I'm not going to be tied to anybody next year. It's just going to be uh, whoever goes the lowest out of like that kind of group will be. Mine. Well,
0: I'm going to be untied to Bauer unless he's outside the top 20 starters. I'm just not doing it. He's Robbie Ray, man. He's Robbie Ray. Oh, and Robbie man. Ray goes at 116 and Bauer went at 79. It's accurate. He has more innings. He's a, He's a volume Robbie Ray. And so maybe he should go ahead of him. But not 50 picks ahead of him. Uh, David Price also shut down for the year with a wrist. And, you know, just kind of uh, the finish to the Red Sox season, like just the whole end of the year, they just want the season to end. They probably (laughs) want to call it after yesterday's game. The 15, you know, who wanted to be there for 15? They're just like, let's just, can we just pack it in completely?
1: Yaz got Um, the home run. Now you can, now now we can finish. Yeah,
0: now we're good. Basically, a busted. Um, last two months for Price, he he was crushed by the Yankees. No surprise. On August 4th, goes on the IL, comes back on the 1st, September 1st, throws two strong innings, but he's been out since, and now his season's over. So he basically lost the last two months. In the end, it wasn't a great year with a 428 ERA, 131 whip. He did have 128 strikeouts in 107 innings, so you like that. Assuming health. Um, how interested are you in David Price at a at a one fifty one pick next year going into his age thirty-four season?
1: I'm pretty interested considering I mean, I know the four twenty eight isn't what you wanted when you paid what, like a SB two, S B three sure uh price, but uh it's not awful in this day and age. Uh and you know, over ten strikeouts per nine, uh the, you know I don't I'm not worried about his innings for the most part so i mean if he's healthy coming in next year the fact that i think it was me who got him at pick 210 uh in you know in the the, mocks in the mocks like that's you know your sp6 that's incredible x sp7 like who who cares at that point that's it's a huge amount of upside Uh, what a
0: crazy range 112 to 210 for david price yeah the pictures he's going around are Eduardo Rodriguez, Lance Lynn, Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith. Mm. I just I just wanna throw it out there <laughs> that you might have taken a premature L.
1: Do you think I did? I mean
0: Well you ate the L.
1: I I and now did. look
0: where things are. Yes. I I gave you some numbers yesterday. And the the primary concern that you had Was home run related And if you look You know how it went He had a 238 ERA Through 9 starts Excellent excellent work And then over the last 17 he's got a 532 With uh, Let's see here A 2.3 homer per 9 I mean that seems to be Exactly what you were concerned about With Caleb Smith he has 93 strikeouts in that time, so he's giving you something, but that's a brutal ERA, and uh, and the WHIP's no better. Uh, let me see here, 133.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think I, you
0: might have taken a premature L.
1: I think I did too, and I think this is a you know. Should we call way. Alex? Well, uh, I, I I'm dialing the number right now, so uh, <laughs> we'll see if he. Are answers. you for real? Yeah, sure. Why Good. not?
0: Good. Uh, This 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 is amazing. I love Alex. By the way,
1: I I wonder how he could answer. I
0: haven't heard them. I haven't heard them talk about him recently. I like, and I'm not saying that he's dodging. I'm just saying I wonder what he's going to think about it if he is available. He might not be available because of work.
1: He's probably not. He's probably not going to recognize the Skype number, and so he's not going to answer.
0: Like I'm not. I'm not. Not taking that. (laughs) But we'll have to have him on at some point to uh, to discuss.
1: It's way more fun to just call him in the middle of his... Hi, you've it... reached Alex fast. Oh, Sorry, well, well, just leave him a voicemail. Uh, leave your name, number, and I'll give you call back when I can.
0: At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
1: Hey, Alex. This is Justin uh, Mason and Paul <laughs> Sporer from the Sleeper in the Bus podcast. Hi, um, Alex. Just calling to uh, kind of... Uh, remove that L I took from earlier in the season on Caleb Smith and, uh, and, uh, get kind, a of, refund. Yeah, kind of hand it off to you. So, uh, hopefully you get this message and, uh, you can uh, call us back sometime. I'd love to have you back on the pod to, uh, eat some grow It's
0: 1-800-SLEEPER. Okay. Bye.
1: All right. That was,
0: that was fantastic. Um, so that's uh, that's a little Caleb Smith chatter there, and it mixed into the David Price mm-hmm. discussion. I'm Lucas glad we Gilito. Did that. I'm glad we did that too. Lucas Gilito also shut down for the year. Now this was a tough one because this came after lineups were locked. You had no way to prepare <laughs> Chris for this. Liz, oh my God, <laughs> Chris a- absolutely Liz. livid. And you know he's he's in it, man. He's in some he's in some battles. Mm-hmm. He needs Gilito. And again, the 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 the, the problem that he's having. Or the, the, where the main frustration comes is that it came so late and that it was just like, here you go, he's done. And, and no, um, you know, no, no chance to make any sort of changes to, to alter that. Then the news came out at ten thirty four PM on Monday night Ugh. and they'd already played. So it was, it was done deal. Um, you know that that White Sox are then locked into the locked into the lineup at that point, and uh, because they had an earlier game against Minnesota, so that's brutal. Uh, but again, you know this isn't the same sort of shutdown as Paddock because this is more of a health situation. But it isn't something that should linger. So no, now we can kind of minor close the book.
1: They're, yeah. they're not competing, so why even that's risk why. it? Exactly.
0: Don't 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 turn it into something. So now we can close the book on that and. He basically had the same amount of innings as last year and the stark difference, 173 and a third last year, 176 and two thirds this year. And it's two different players, man. Like you just don't recognize that, that the guy we saw this year could have possibly allowed the most earned runs in baseball with the most walks in the AL last year. That's what he did. And then this year, 341 ERA, 106 whip, the most complete games and shutouts three and two respectively in baseball. Um, uh, two, 228 strikeouts in those innings, 14 dubs, even on a, on a ugly White Sox team. You love that. That should be, G- yeah, yeah. They should continue to incrementally improve. If not, they might have that one big step up too. You never know. And we'll see what they do on the market. They were trying to get one of the big players this year. We'll see if they try to go back out there and, and do some things on the market. They've got money. They want to throw it around. Somebody go to the White Sox. Um, 53 in ADP. I, I knew he'd be high. We had Vlad on here when we did our top forty five and he and Gilito went in that and it was actually above Chris Sale. To my shock. I love G I was just still a little bit surprised. But like I said, fifty three ADP, sixteenth starter off the board. How are you feeling about Lucas Gilito next year?
1: Oh man. It, it's hard because I, I wanna be all in, but I, I do I, I worry about the increased home run rate in the second half uh and just who he's been in the past <laughs> i mm-hmm. mean he was the worst pitcher in baseball like the Literally. worst pitcher in baseball yeah. last year uh and, the, and you know it's not hyperbolic or anything it just uh and... no
0: it's from a volume and then like i said the literal most earned runs in baseball so i think that's the the proper tag
1: yeah it, i mean he's been uh <laughs> alex just texted me um... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> he ignored it cause it was an unknown caller. Um, That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think G going to fall into kind of that first blob, uh, that we'll talk about when it comes to starting pitching next year. And that is the guys that aren't the true aces. Uh, maybe, you know, they're the, the 1B aces, uh, aces, and I'm just going to end up grabbing my SP1 from that tier. So I'm sure that uh, that he will end up on a team or two of mine, especially if he ends up falling in a draft or two. So it just it's hard because there are definitely there's definitely some skill improvements, but there are also some just warning signs towards the end of the year. And that just may have been wearing down or, sure. or injury uh so i don't want to overreact but i also don't or,
0: or facing the twins he literally had three stars against him in the second half and that would have been his fourth this week they put up four homers on him two homers uh he did have a sh- one of the shutouts against them but uh they did they did put up six of the 15 second half homers against him and of course they were homering against literally everybody but to your point a 1-8 homer per nine for lucas giulito in the second half um fueled by a couple of multi-home run games and particularly that four home run disaster against minnesota but you have to like a lot of what he did i don't think it's an egregious price i'm kind of with you i'll just kind of see where it's at uh, as draft season goes
1: i think and how i'm feeling one of those risers that he will continue to get helium as things go on. I can definitely see that. So, yep. I mean, even if you cut out that four-homer game versus Minnesota, and you just you focus on what he did from the beginning of August on, he was still 1.73 homers per nine and gave up a homer in every single game except for one. Except Minnesota for that play.
0: shutout, yep. Yeah. So, uh, that's Lucas Giolito. Great year. The market is saying, pay up if you want him, though. Uh, you're not getting away with any measure of a discount whatsoever. And uh, I would not worry about the injury. I I would, I would put that off to the side think this lad. will be anything that will carry over. You just got to assess the skills and see where you're at with Lucas Giulio. All right, now let's talk about speed and where it's going in the draft. Now I listed every guy who stole 20 bases. We're not doing like a deep dive on every single one of these guys, but I've got their stolen base count. (laughs) Yeah. I've got their stolen base count and their ADP here just to kind of give you an idea. Of where the speeds going right off the top. Just what's your what's your first blush thoughts about it uh, when you look at these? Uh, I'm eyeballing it. I think it's like 15 ish guys that stole 20 with their ADPs.
1: Uh, there are a few names on here that I'm a little surprised by.
0: It's 20 guys, by the way. Um, what what are those? Surpri- who are those surprises?
1: Um, I mean, one, um, Oh God, I, I just lost it. Uh... Uh, well, first and foremost, let's talk about the guy who's stolen the most bases. He, his yeah, ADP Malik is 151. Smith. Like, in, in a time in which we're pushing people up for stolen bases, people aren't drafting Malik Smith very highly.
0: They're too afraid of a six homer
1: output. Who and cares what it, about what six homers? What it requires you... stolen bases?
0: I don't know, man. On I don't take rabbits.
1: going to let him run.
0: I know. You and I have different thoughts on here Would you say, okay, so last year he stole 40 bags, hit 296. This year it was 44 with 233. Do you consider that cons- with, with how much the average dropped off, even if you didn't expect him to hit 296 again? He was around pick 105 in ADP last year from Alex Smith. Do you consider this a hit, a win? Did you did you get what you yeah. needed, or was the batting average too big of a hit?
1: No, I think you got what you needed. You knew there was risk in the batting average department when you drafted Malik Smith and if you didn't account for that possibility, you didn't draft very well.
0: Ooh, get burned.
1: I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is a guy that No, know, I didn't think been,
0: he was a 300 hitter.
1: I mean, I don't think anybody nobody should be penciling him in to hit 290 uh or much less 300. So, I mean, maybe you penciled him in for 270. Or two sixty five. Yeah, and, and so, I think that's
0: where people were. So you, you took that. Sure. The loss so that there
1: a little bit, but you got forty four stolen bases, and in the environment we're in now, where guys just aren't. I mean, we don't have another forty home run or a forty stolen base guy right now. I mean, Montez will probably get there, and and maybe Acuna and, and possibly uh, VR, um, but uh, I mean, at this point, Malik Smith is alone in the forty stolen base here.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, validate you saying that yes, he plays. He was a win because he was the thirty third outfielder drafted, and he's thirty fifth on Rasball. There you go among outfielders. So there you go. Despite the average hit, now you had to plan around that. But in just in terms of raw value, where you took Malik Smith and what you got from him, it worked. Uh, what What are some other first first takeaways before we dive a little bit deeper here?
1: uh I mean, no one ever respects Gerard Dyson. <laughs>
0: That was the first thing. Three eighty, dude. They're like, nah, whatever.
1: (laughs) Just, I mean, he's playing on a good team. He's playing regularly. Stole thirty bases, Uh, and it's not like I I definitely got to go double check his numbers. But off top, he actually hit seven homers. Well, and I think he hit for a decent average too, right? No, it fell apart. He started
0: off, started off really well. Uh, Draw Dyson was like the hot pickup. Everything was going. Quite well in April because he had three homers, three steals, and a three, own, and a three thirteen average. Half, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely rough at that point, but but was still running. I mean, consistent three nine seven five four. Only two stolen bases this month because he isn't playing quite as much with the likes of like a Josh Rojas up, and of course September expansion. I'm sure there's other some other knick knack guys getting in. Plus, he's one for twenty five in the month, which makes it difficult to do anything. But um, three eighty. I mean, he's going to be a fourth outfielder somewhere again. Um, and he is a free agent, so we'll have to see where. Are you, now, here's the tough part on somebody like Gerard Dyson. He was able to get in because of injuries. Uh, I think the David Peralta injuries what really cleared a path for him to play so regularly. I think too often the scenario is you never know when you can play him. So a lot of those stolen bases end up on your bench. That should obviously depress his price, but it is three eighty two low for Gerard Dyson.
1: Yeah, it's definitely too low. I mean, I, I don't know where he ends up on on the player radar, but I, I can't imagine he's like outside the top sixty outfielders.
0: He's sixty sixth.
1: Is he? Wow. Okay, that's that's a bit surprising. But you
0: know who is sandwiched in between Lorenzo Cain. And another guy on this list, Manuel Margot, who's going 279. Oh, now, Margot's somebody that, that we've – yeah, I was going to say, he's somebody that we've definitely liked in the past. What do you think of uh, of Margot?
1: Uh, I think Margot is one of those guys that uh, we were just a little bit too early on. Uh, I, I mean, I still – I know the power hasn't, you know, truly shown, but still 12, 12 home runs in – Four hundred six plate appearances is, is, is nothing to scoff at. The twenty stolen bases is nice. Uh, they they traded Franmil, uh, which hopefully will now open up a full time role for him going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know it'll be interesting to see what happens as more of their prospects start coming up because Trammel uh, is a center fielder and he could push Margot at some point. So maybe Margot even gets moved off this. Uh, this Padres team at some point. But, uh, I mean, at that price, it's just, it's such a good value, especially if you're hurt for speed late.
0: Yeah. Last three months of the season, Margot was pretty, pretty strong. 249, 338, 470 with nine homers and 10 steals. That's a 23 25 pace uh, since July 1st for Margot. Pretty strong. You like that? Um, one thing that stood out to me that, uh, that I was, not so much surprised at, but just kind of like nodding my head of, yep, I knew we were gonna have to pay. The the market's not letting Victor Robles <laughs> slip at all. Nope. And of course, again, I, I don't I don't blame that. Um, his ADP is actually up a little bit from last year, 74 last year, 68, coming into these the, it, the with the two early mocks, because it's like one of those guys where, yeah, the 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 triple slash isn't jumping off the page at you as like, oh look at that, but 17 homers, 26 steals and you feel like there's upside in the 257-334-32 slash line that the 22-year-old had. Are you willing to pay this price on Victor Robles?
1: Of course, yeah. I yeah, I think yeah, you, you got to be. Uh do you see the article about the Nationals having the best defensive outfield in uh I in the league by like
0: a landslide, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. Yeah, it's uh this is a, nice, a really well-constructed outfield. Uh, Victor Robles is a huge part of that so um, I'm I'm super excited about Robles for next year Mm -hmm. I think people forget to not only did he put up these numbers he really struggled to start the year
0: he was it was looking really tough yeah and uh, you know you were feeling really bad the only thing that was saving you was the fact that the April five homers, seven steals, you're like, okay. But then three and two in May, and it's like, oh, God. And then four and two in in June, and then it started to pick up here in the second half, particularly with the speed six in July, with stolen bases, six more in August, and then three so far in uh, the half month here, including an 815 and 835 OPS in August and September, respectively, as well for Robles. So I love him. I'm gonna have shares. I'm paying the premium. I'm all here for that, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I
1: was willing to pay the uh, pay the premium last year or coming into this year. So same. Uh, I mean, since uh, the beginning of July, five home runs, fifteen stolen bases, two seventy three, three forty eight, four twenty
0: nine. Now there's there's twenty guys here, and we've we've talked about uh, three of them. And what I'm doing on our sheet right now is highlighting the only other four of the remaining sixteen. That aren't uh, double digit picks, the, the guys that are going after 100. And that's Elvis Andrews at 130, and he had 28 stolen bases. D. Gordon at 195 with 22 stolen bases. Colton Wong at 243 with 23 stolen bases. And Delano DeShields at 320 with 22 stolen bases. First thing right off the bat to me is how the hell is Colton Wong that much cheaper than D. Gordon?
1: Because people have tuned out for a lot of his production. Wong's? Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, I mean, there's no universe where I'm not taking yeah. Wong over, uh, over D. Gordon.
1: I mean, I, I, I understand it a little bit just because D. Gordon's got the, the name. Uh, you feel like maybe the batting average is a bit safer with D. Gordon. But, I mean, Wong, since the All-Star break, is hitting three thirty nine. Four home runs, nine stolen bases, 15% strikeout rate during that time. Wow. Um, in, in playing, you know, on one of the better teams in the National mm-hmm. League, he's batting fourth most nights. He is? He's been batting, let's see, fourth, fifth, fourth, 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 sixth, fourth, fourth, fourth. fourth. I mean, he's batting fourth quite a bit.
0: Holy! Are you sure? Oh shoot!
1: I'm sorry. I, I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's his position, right?
1: No, plate appearances. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I'm tired.
0: No, um, <laughs> but but your point about obviously being on a good team. I mean, he's been bat. He's batted two a lot. He's
1: batting second. Yeah, he's batting.
0: He's so. He's batting I'm fine. Second that. in
1: every game since the 28th of August. Okay, that
0: so yeah, you like that for Colton Wong. Um, I just think that, you know, and he's 23 for 25. You love that. Just another example of how fickle and unpredictable steals are outside of the absolute fastest. Everybody else is an F and crapshoot of the highest proportion. Because here's his steals since 2014, 2015, 7, 8, 6, 23. And it's just like I don't know that I don't know that there's a fantasy takeaway for that, other than the old Ron Chandler adage: once you display a skill, you own it. So the fact that Colton Wong's done it before, you kind of keep that in the back of your mind and at least say, "Hey, I can maybe get some supplemental speed here if some things change. I'll take my eight from the projection and hope that I get more." And of course, he's 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 run wild with twenty three, uh, and it's been fantastic. Now D Gordon. He is that empty, that empty uh, uh, stolen base. He's now down from 60 in 2017, which we loved, to 30 and 22 the last two years. Now, there was some health this year. Only has 399 plate appearances. 276 average. That's not too bad. But then three homers, 36 runs.
1: Yeah. Well, he's batting at the bottom of the order, is the problem.
0: Yeah. So. Now, unlike Malik Smith, where he is still tracking like where he was drafted, I don't think you can take the what D Gordon or, I don't think you can take the pain that D Gordon inflicts just for these stone bases. Do mm. you want to guess where he is on the player raider for th- second base.
1: For second base? Mm-hmm. 22nd. You're
0: cute. You're a cute one. It's thirty mm. eighth. Really? It's trash, because he hurts so much everywhere else except for average. He's devastating you and runs homers and ribbies. Like you need, you need Pete Alonso, and Jordan Alvarez, and Nelson Cruz.
1: Here, here's where I'm going to disagree a little bit. If you add in the plate appearances from injury he's obviously going to bump up those rbis and run scored and then it doesn't so, so i mean even if you add in a replacement value player
0: but i think you're only getting to like 30th at best as far as like where that rating i see what you're saying take the supplemental mm-hmm. per- production that you would get uh, by replacing d gordon and and add that in because that it's roster spots here right we, di- we didn't just sit d gordon on our team and let him rot while he wasn't playing we were putting somebody in and maybe you were getting like a um, tommy Edmond production or hell maybe you were in on keston hira and then when d gordon came back you kept hira there and you shifted elsewhere and so then that that was a big boon for you you know it can go a lot of different ways so i get what you're saying there I don't know that it still takes that, that roster spot that you had, your second baseman for the year. I don't know that it can take you much higher than than 28 to 30 range.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe not.
0: I mean, because it's, it's I just, you I don't know, understand
1: how they bat him, like, at the bottom of the order on, the, on this team. <laughs> I think because they
0: already have Malik Smith at the top, and it's like, what, are you going to put both of them up there?
1: Why not? You got nothing else.
0: You got Kyle Lewis, the god, dude. What are you talking about? (laughs) He
1: should be batting fourth.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, Think of
1: uh, Malik Smith, D. Gordon, uh, Domingo Santana. uh, Is Santana hurt? He came back yesterday. Oh, okay. Pardon me. Uh, Kyle Lewis, and then, uh, yeah, Seager. There's your one through five next year.
0: I'm happy that Seager rebounded. I've always liked Kyle Seager, and he's just been his – so, you know, he had a blistering second half to to, to get back to being his solid self. Um, but, yeah, what about the other two? Elvis Andrews at 130. I talked a bit about him on a solo yesterday, talking about struggling second halves. His was pretty rough. And, and I was using WRC Plus as a judge, but it wasn't even one of those things where, oh, he's a speed guy, so he's protected by looking more at this. No, no, he just was awful in the second half. But if you add everything up, and Roto's what we primarily play. So I understand you head-to-head folks probably hate him uh, for what he did to you in the second half, Alvis uh, Andres. But if you add it up for fan- for Roto, 10 homers, 272 average, 28 steals, 73 runs, 67 ribs. That's kind of like, okay, I'm fine with that. But are you drafting somebody like Alvis Andres next year? He's 31 years old, and he costs... Pick 130. That was where I balked.
1: I picked him, I think, at 156 in a draft. I can get
0: more behind that.
1: So, uh and I just felt like that was too low. I mean, the hard part becomes when you start looking at the ADP in terms of the guys going around him. Yes,
0: that's precisely what I said on that pod. I
1: mean, Marcus Simeon is going, what? 15 picks ahead of him or not Mm -hmm. even not six picks ahead of him or seven picks ahead of him is Simeon's having an MVP caliber here.
0: He he really is. And a uh, big part of that is his defense, but, but his offense has been incredible too. uh,
1: I mean, I don't know if you saw what I threw in to the Roto write up. I think it was uh, not today's, but yesterday's on Simeon. Um, It's, uh, I'm, I'm going re- to find it real quick uh, just because it was an amazing stat. While, uh,
0: while you're looking for that, I'm going to make here, you here poop you go. your pants.
1: He, here Here is uh, – it was by uh, Mike Selick, at Mike Selick. Um, oh, guess who's here? <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy. Kyle,
0: get out of here, dude. We're busy. So, He's uh, like, oh, I like Marcus Simeon.
1: He tweeted out, blows a list of players in Major League history with at least 116 runs. 173 hits, 38 doubles, seven triples, 30 home runs, 85 RBI, uh 78 walks and 10 stolen bases in a season.
0: Now granted, a major, you it's a know, weird like weird list. But but still all give great us the numbers.
1: Names. Babe yes. Ruth twice, Lou Gehrig twice and Marcus Simeon.
0: Insane, dude. Insane.
1: It's just he's he's ridic- he's going way too low and so <laughs> and and the
0: point isn't that he's those guys he is those guys it's it's shut up it's just a fun quirk and it's just amazing and it really highlights how good simeon's been and i agree with you going way too low and that's my problem with andrus is i just um you look after andrus too um amid rosario your boy paul de young gavin lux scott kingery and you know, even start to get a little bit deeper, I think there's some guys that I'm interested in that I think are going to do similar stuff with the, the ch- potential to be better, including our boy Garrett Hampson we just talked about earlier. And
1: if you believe in a D.D. Gregorius bounce back. you know, Here's what I, I said. from injury.
0: How's Kevin Newman not basically the same guy?
1: Yeah. I'm, at
0: 240.
1: I mean, Royce Lewis could be the next yes. guy. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, uh,
0: now, are you ready to poop your pants here? I always uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> he's 15th <laughs> on the shortstop playwriter. Ellis Andres is mm-hmm. the next three guys are Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, and Paul DeYoung. Wow, he's been better than all three of them. Now, what this does for those unfamiliar, we reference the playwriter a lot, Raz Balls, and the main reason I use it on the pod is because they put numbers. To the left, they, they label the columns, which we don't do on the auction calculator, which makes it hard to, to kind of say, oh, he's been the X, whatever. Uh, but just, you'll find similar outputs. It, it, it puts value on runs, homers, ribbies, stolen base, and average the five categories, and and then comes up with a an overall value. So he's been better than those three guys. He's only one spot below Alberto Mondesi, and of course, that's a major reason. The, a major reason behind that is because Mondesi missed time. But I was just surprised that he was in the mix. Andrews was with all those really impressive names
1: well and I think what this highlights is something we kind of talked about before the start of the season in draft season which was shortstop is insanely deep yep and so why spend the money on a guy like Correa or a guy like Seager when you can Mm -hmm. get production from a lot of different guys later on
0: Speaking of Seager, he finally has a discount in the market at 137, and I still feel like it's not that tepid much about discount. it. I, I I just still feel like there's
1: too many guys. There's too many guys going around that spot where it's like, I mean, what is really the upside of Seager, comparatively speaking, to now uh, I Simeon? I mean, like if,
0: if you if you listen to the solo pod, you will hear me say those. Like I I, I feel you. It's a two round discount from last year. He was going pick 100, and he's going about pick 130. This well 137, but essentially two rounds. And to me, that's not enough for another dud ass season. And like, if you do like, I, I still really want to do this someday. And I, I, I would love if some place like like a fan tracks could somehow facilitate a blind draft where all they put is. Like 2018, 2019, 600 plate appearance a- uh, per plate appearance averages. So that way you couldn't recognize a a, a line that much. Um, and And then only use the guys, like don't use somebody who only did like 50 plate appearances and then he would be way at the top because he's pacing for <laughs> 38 money, homers huh? and 70 steals or something silly like that. But then just to see where, where things go without the name value attached. And I understand that name value, there are things to it that that give us good information. But a lot of times it clouds things too. And I would love to see where somebody like Corey Seager would go. Because he's been bland as hell. But anyway, this is about speed. So um, the last of those of those guys that are going outside of the top 100 are uh, Delano De Shields, And... You know, he. I think he's going for a perfectly fair three twenty. There's no, there's no markup on him. Is he somebody that you ever consider anymore with the with the late round speed, uh, or is he just too detrimental everywhere else?
1: No, I mean, I, I'm fine with guys who are detrimental in spots. You just got to plan for it and or punt batting average. And uh, the problem I've got with someone like the Shields is he, he's very similar to uh, Dyson and like. How how are you going to implement him into your roster? Exactly. And so, I mean, he, he tends to become more of an AL-only kind of purchase for me because, you know, then he just kind of, you know, I can set it and forget it. I don't have to worry least, about, you know, when the starting At least Dyson's a lefty. Yeah.
0: Which helps, you know, um, as far as, like, a platoon. I mean,
1: what happens next year when... You know, because he's done a lot of his damage when the, the Rangers have been beaten up in the outfield. Gallo's gone. Uh, Santana's yeah. been moved around, uh, you know, to different positions. Mazzara was out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Willie Calhoun started to establish himself. Mm. Uh, Gallo will be back. Uh, you're going to have to figure out spots for, for Danny Santana and, and Nick Solak. And, I
0: think Solak can play outfield too, right? Yeah,
1: and so you're, you're kind of in a position... Where it's not going to be as easy for him to get plate appearances next year, you yep. almost wonder if he gets uh, non-tendered or or traded.
0: I could see something like that for Delano De Shields, and and we'll see if he finds a new spot where that opens up more playing time and that makes him more appealing. But I, I don't know at this point. Uh, okay, of the rest, um, that I mentioned. Oh, uh, here, here. I'll just name the rest and you can say if you want to say anything about them. Oh, another guy who is going outside of the top, uh, you know, who has a triple digit ADP but doesn't really have one because Smata does not include the autoed guys uh, is Billy Hamilton. He's only been autoed. And that, I mean, how the mighty have fallen, dude. Like, so, I yeah, think that's huge That's crazy. But uh, here are the remaining guys uh, Mondesi. He has 39 steals. He's going 21. Oh, oh, Kyle, yeah, get in here, buddy. Get in here, dude. Awesome. So cool. I love this. I wish that you were shut down for the he's, season. He's
1: jealous of that we had Alex as a guest instead of him.
0: Yeah, he want he wanted he wanted to get in the mix. Actually, he has been shut down for the season, and that's why he's here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can keep starting Kyle Gibson if you hate winning. Um, Ronald Acuna going two. Uh, Jonathan VR 39. Trey Turner 13. Yelich three. Starling Marte 30th, Jose Ramirez 17th, Tommy Pham 61st, Francisco Lindor 7th, Billy Hamilton autoed, and Trevor Story 11th. So pretty much studs there, and Billy Hamilton. Anybody else that you want to highlight here as far as uh, getting into some of their ADP and, and how you're going to address them next year?
1: Oh man, are we going to get burnt by Jonathan Villar? Is he going to be a, a uh, crazy yes. discount at at 39? He, I, I, it's, it's I don't one know or if the it's the other.
0: <laughs> I bought in after the big Milwaukee season, I did too. and then I bought in this year, saying, mm-hmm. "Pass on Mondesi, give me VR," and I feel very validated by that, and not because Mondesi got hurt. I'm not trying to take that win because Mondesi's actually been good. The guy is he's literally in my office. How do you have to cut grass in my like what how much grass is behind me that you need to live here, dude? I don't understand
1: it. See the the bottom line though with, with VR is he's just been straight up better than Mondesi.
0: He's been excellent. I was actually going to pull up those numbers. If you pace out VR, or excuse me, Mondesi. It's sixteen and sixty six with a two seventy average, but VR sixty six is pretty pretty stupid. That that really that really tips the scales back. But uh, twenty two and thirty five with a two seventy seven, uh, maybe it does still stick with Mondesi. The sixty six is is dumb.
1: Yeah, it, that that is. Though I, I mean I don't think he would have hit two seventy over the course that's of a full, fair point full season if you play either yeah so, like i think if you if you give him if you give him 60 stolen bases which is insane absolutely the sub 300 obp yeah it's th- there's no way he's hitting 270 during that time
0: dude i don't know i think i'm still i'm well, in mean, on both he, really
1: sitting 288 in the second half yeah i I,
0: I think i would take either um and Mondesi 21 VR 39 That's what I mean. Like the, if I... the
1: VR price I don't understand like is it just because he's on the Orioles that we yes, say Yes and he's
0: 29 and
1: he I think there's people before
0: Yeah and well he did part of the burning though was hell because he only played 436 plate appearances that year. He bounced back it last year. It wasn't just
1: health. It no, was, no, he was bad. He I was said so part, bad I defensively that they couldn't keep him in the lineup.
0: Correct. And he had a 72 OPS plus. Like, I'm not trying to uh, take up for VR that year. I'm just saying some of the volume was undercut for two reasons health and, like you said, defense. They couldn't play him out there. But then he rebounded last year, 14 and 35 with a 260 average. That was really sharp, and then this year twenty two, thirty five, two seventy seven. I, I think I think their ADPs are going to be a lot closer by draft season. I, I think mean, VR is going to rise.
1: Yeah, I mean VR. I mean VR definitely should be. Uh, you know, the only problem with VR becomes what happens if they trade them.
0: Exactly. It, hopefully, they trade them somewhere that's going to continue let them run. I do think and hope that he's established enough with 62 23 35 and 35 steals that wherever you would take him it's like let him
1: run dude like he he clearly it's, I mean like we've talked about like some places just don't let guys run as much I,
0: I mean, know Obviously I know. if you're
1: trading for a guy like him you should be trading for him to be to, to create a ha- you know havoc on the uh on the base paths I mean this is something you know we we've kind of mentioned a little bit uh, with Mondesi for next season and some of the other Royals is Ned Yost. This is Ned Yost's final year. How does that change in terms of his – I mean, obviously, he's a rabbit. He's going to he's gonna run, but you know, will he have a shot at 60 under a mm-hmm. new manager? I don't know that that's the case.
0: Yeah. No, I, 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 still think I, I, I thousand, feel you on you know? that.
1: I mean, I mean, that's still – I mean, he's still, you know, a guy who has the ability to steal 60. I think at 21 is fine to take, especially because he has power. Uh, but I, I think that people are, I think there are going to be people who take Mondesi really close to the first round. And I think that's going to be a mistake.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if it is. I, I mean, he was, he was healthy away from just having a a stupid season. Sub 300 OBP is tough, but it didn't it didn't hurt him. And then he comes back and we hear that he's not going to be able to slide head first. This is Mondesi. And so, you know, it's like tap the brakes on on his speed guys because you know, he can't even slide head first. 8 steals in 62 plate appearances. Cuz he, he can floats still close sl- to the bag. Yeah, and he can still slide feet first.
1: Yeah. It just it's yeah, it's... uh it's ridiculous what he's done. I, you know, I may have taken my my L on Caleb Smith a little too early. I'll take my L on Mondesi. No yeah, that's uh, the, the not thing. too early. Yeah, the
0: my my main thing with Mondesi was um, I would just take VR, but the only thing that saved that really was the health. If you do pace things out, that's a colossal L. So, um, and then like I said, the rest here are are superstars. Um, and basically, superstars and Tommy Pham, who's who's what I would call like a a, a star, a semi-star. Um, anybody else Tommy you wanted? to what's that?
1: I said, love me some Tommy Fam.
0: I do too. Although he he has injuries that don't even like he makes up injuries.
1: Not yeah. not saying
0: uh, or, or like injuries like he comes up with ones that have never like always got something going on. Doesn't really prevent him from putting up mm-hmm. twenty twenty seasons. Like he continues to be good. But um,
1: he he's the pretty girl that strings you along you know exactly he's, he's like oh sorry i can't <laughs> think that you got I a g- shot I gotta wash shot here today so yeah. tommy
0: how often do you got to wash bro you're relacing your shoes mm, come on yeah
1: it's, you said we
0: were gonna go you, I, I bought the tickets already tommy yeah. come on dude and then you do have the one date and then you think okay this is actually this, working this is
1: amazing yeah.
0: and then I'm you low. get left on red you get left yeah. on red for Three weeks,
1: yeah, you get and then ghosted. you start to talk. Yeah. Then
0: you start to go talk to Starling Marte, and then Fam comes back around like, "You up? Mm-hmm. Damn it, Fam! Stop bringing me back in like that." <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and cap it at that. Uh, that's where the speed market is. Basically, you got to pay early. Th- those studs are going early. There's a few guys that are going late. They're heavily flawed, though. They really are just the the, the raw rabbits. Uh, everybody else costs. And I understand that that's that's why people are saying I want to get my speed. Or, I, what I'll say this: if you want the premier speed, you have to pay early. I'm still open to taking the the middling speed, and and building that way because I think you you actually can. So I still push back on the notion that like um, Nolan Arenado can't be a first rounder because he doesn't run, or uh, you know bump down J.D. Martinez for the same reason freddie freeman i i I don't i don't subscribe to that
1: no and i mean you don't have to uh i think that i think you can make the argument both ways Uh, yeah i like getting that speed i think if you penalize guys like martinez and arenado too much you're just giving someone else added value
0: i agree that's exactly it like take your speed guy in the first if that's what you want i'm fine with that
1: Mm -hmm. but if
0: you quote unquote get stuck with nolan arenado
1: like Arenado should not be a second round pick. I'm, you know, not, I mean, not at all. But not, I mean, if if you decide that you want to take Trevor Story over him, I don't. I don't have a problem. With correct. That. So that, that's
0: that's raw man. Uh,
1: I think what the you know, and this is something you've kind of you know talked about the last few years. Uh, is there are what only eleven guys on this list? That's it. Eleven guys on the list. Like that means that. There are a lot of these guys who are going to steal a ton of bases, which means you don't have to invest as, you know, you don't have to accumulate as many stolen bases. So if you want to do the thing where you spread them out, it becomes a little bit easier to do.
0: They're, they're 11 with 25 plus. They're 20 with 20 plus. Oh. I, I, I cut out the rest that we didn't talk about since okay. this is going to. This is going to function as the uh, the 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 post, and I didn't want to include still, those names only, that we didn't talk st- about. But not, yeah, there's
1: still not that many. I mean, it just your, your point. Your point stands, though.
0: Twenty with twenty, eleven with twenty-five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How many people can you really be behind if you're only taking your knickknack guys that are getting you? 12 to 18, and you get a handful of those guys. You're not behind the the eight ball at that point. So take your Nolan Arenado, but then you take your Tim Anderson a little bit later. And Fernando Tatis was not in this list, and he's a speed guy. And then there's going to be guys who pop up next year and steal more. Kevin Biggio we talked about, Bo Bichette, Keston Hira. There's some young guys out here. I still think, I still feel that there's a season out there where Ozzy Albies just is going to randomly steal 25-30. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think what the one of the things you can do, especially for those who play in auction leagues, where the you know like AL only auctions uh, or or NL only auctions, especially where the price of stolen bases just becomes uh, extreme, is mm -hmm. I think punting stolen bases is going to become a much more viable strategy than it has been in the past.
0: Completely agree. Um, You know uh, you can't do it in an overall, but you can in a single league. And so uh, that's where the speed market's at right now. And uh, I don't think much is going to change. I think what, what you really want to do, if, if you no, don't want to pay these premiums, I will ahead.
1: say real quick in terms of like, you don't necessarily want to punt, punt stolen bases in an overall. I think if you look at this list, a lot of these guys were, were waiver wire pickups. You may that's be true. able to get away with quasi punting stolen bases and just playing you know i mean instead of don't pay for saves don't pay for stolen bases and just play the the waiver wire game because there, you know there's the mile straws of the world the guys who come up from the minor leagues that have speed and you know you can you can kind of uh, stream stolen bases in and out
0: yeah well and just the rookies i just mentioned if you were buying in on on those guys yeah. and um you know, there there is still the whole group of guys that, that did 10 to 19, and I bet that's littered with waiver pickup types. So I agree with you. Maybe you punt them a little bit more at the draft, even in a main event type of deal. And then, you know, and that doesn't mean that, like, you still might take Francisco. You still might have that foundational piece, your first, second round pick who steals. But then you're not attacking them. Um, you know,
1: you're looking Danny value.
0: Santana. Danny Santana went 25-17. What do what you... I know we're wrapping up, but what are you doing with him next year? What the hell was this season? And he's striking out 30% of the time and walking like 8% of the time.
1: Is he still under contract with Texas? I mean, that's that becomes my question. I imagine
0: that he is because I don't know if he's accumulated enough playing time to be... I think he's still ARB eligible.
1: He's, he is, he, yeah. He's, he's ARB 2 next year. Uh, is uh, I mean, you gotta think they're gonna, uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep him. So
0: I mean, he's gonna get a raise, but to what? Something super affordable. I I would still think he only made six fifty. Yeah, and so barely
1: above league men.
0: Is he gonna make two two mil? And he can play everywhere. He doesn't play well, but that's why you know that's why he plays everywhere because he's not very good at it. So they just slot him in spots. But interesting season. I I really want to see where his draft price works and uh particularly when we get into Arizona next next month how that goes he was 210 in the mocks he went as high as 158 no chance for me no chance yeah. that's uh that's Danny Santana but uh all right we'll get going here Justin it was great talking with you i mentioned on yesterday's pod that uh with your schedule and everything that's why it's been a little bit lighter plus the the season's winding down but uh, once the season Winds down and, and you get your schedule stabilized. I think you and I can get back to at least twice a week, and then I'll still have the solo and the fireside. Yes. But uh, great talking with you, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Take
1: it easy.